Well, good morning and hello. I am so happy that you're here. And I just realized uh, because we have many different countries on, on our Zoom call today, I realize it's not morning everywhere. <laughs> so good day, good evening, good morning. I am so glad that you are joining us today. I'm Reverend Cassandra Ray, the spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock in the lower mainland of British Columbia, Canada. And we are an inclusive learning center of practical spirituality. We want this experience to impact your lived experience every day. And we practice and teach tools for personal transformation, authentic self-expression, and conscious living. So wherever you're at on your path, or in the world, <laughs> whether you're soaring or struggling, I am so glad that you are here because there is a place for you, no matter where you're at, in your path, on your journey, or in the world. So as we begin today, I would like to respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional and unceded territory of the Coast Salish nations, including Kwikwetlem, Tisleiwatuth, and Stalo nations. So now let us begin our time together from the heart. I invite you to turn within for a moment, taking that breath. I'm just becoming fully present in this current moment, this now moment, this unfoldment of the magnificence and the infinite, infinite power and presence of God, of spirit, of the universe is here right now. And I just take a, a moment to remember that that power and presence is alive and well in each one of us, that it is available, that it is loving and guiding all of us individually and collectively. I know that the truth of the one source is this unlimited, infinite power to create, to love, to connect, and to express itself. And it takes such joy and pleasure and purpose in each one of us expressing our authentic self. And so I just take a moment to remember that I am one with this infinite love that this divine presence is my presence. And as such, each and every word is empowered by this divine creative force that today I channel in an affirmation of health and wholeness, of connection and purpose. I affirm that everything that unfolds here today is of service to the highest and best vision of each one of us that there is a divine purpose planted within each one and that it grows from this time together, that there is an opening in the heart and mind that reveals this highest vision. Oh, and what a gift it is when each one of us share our authentic purpose in the world and simply the presence of each one of us I know is a gift. And so I give thanks for each one here. I give thanks for all who are on their way here and for each one who's listening to this recording. 
knowing that, that this prayer, that all prayer transcends space and time. I release each and every word into that dynamic law of mind that says yes every time. I too say yes, and I step forward into the perfect unfoldment of truth right here and now. I let it be, and so it is. In our book of the month for January, Radical Compassion by Tara Brock, she tells us the story about the golden Buddha. And in the 1950s, a new highway was being built and a monastery needed to be relocated. And in it, there was a huge clay statue of the Buddha. It had to be moved to make way for a highway. I'm sure this was quite upsetting. I mean, it was so large, they had to bring in a crane. And so they, they picked it up and they started to move it when it began to crack. So they set it down and because it was supposed to rain, they put a tarp over it and they left it for the night. And so um, midway through the night, the abbot went to check on the statue just to make sure it wasn't getting wet and he shined a flashlight and something reflected back at him. What was that? So he went and he got the other monks and they chipped away at the clay to find a solid gold statue of Buddha. What? Solid gold statue of Buddha? Historians theorize that hundreds of years earlier, the monks themselves had covered the golden statue with clay to protect it from being looted or destroyed as a war was about to break out. And here Tara, Tara Brock writes, when monks today share this story, they say that in the face of threats or challenges, each of us has a habitual way of covering the gold. Our suffering comes when we identify with our protective covering and forget the loving awareness that is intrinsic to our being. Our clay coverings, they can be our day-to-day -day social self or personality, and they include things like our appearance, our manners, our defenses, our judgments and skills and weaknesses. So clay coverings can be categorized as, you know, the good self with my air quotes <laughs> and the bad self, air quotes again, good self, bad self. So Tara Brock writes, let me pull it up here. The good self meets the standards we have adopted from our caregivers, peers, and the larger society. Perhaps our good self is polite, hardworking, attractive, and accomplished. And our bad self is all the ways we fall short 
when we call ourselves selfish, impatient, judgmental, or impulsive. I think it's probably pretty easy for you to recognize what you might identify as your good self or bad self. You know, there's a general social conditioning and then there's also the things that were shunned or reinforced in our own families that we grew up in, in the schools we attended and maybe the churches we went to. And I'd like for you to take a moment now to contrast the good and bad self with your basic goodness. Tara writes on page 172, basic goodness is the gold of our true nature, the universal qualities of awareness, aliveness, love, creativity, and intelligence that live through all of us. So underneath whatever you might call good or bad, is your basic goodness, universal qualities that each one of us actually share in common. Our awareness, our aliveness, our love and creativity, and the intelligence that is expressing itself as you. The Golden Buddha, covered in clay for protection is the perfect analogy of humanity. At our core, our very essence, our basic goodness is who and what we are. And you can see the basic goodness of humanity in a newborn baby. No matter who the parents are of this baby, no matter where this baby comes from, when you hold a newborn baby and you look in their eyes, you can feel the miracle of humanity, the miracle of life itself. And no matter how much clay covering you put over the gold of your true nature, the gold remains unchanged. And I'll say this again, it is who and what you are. I personally really need this reminder right now because as, as I look at what's unfolding in the world, I keep getting stuck looking only at the clay coverings. You know, like, that's good, that's bad. This person is right, that person is wrong. That person needs to be arrested, <laughs> right? I mean, super stuck in judging and classifying. And, and, and sometimes it feels like that process of identifying what is good and bad is like the only way to keep myself safe. And it's not just kind of a general thing that's happening out in the world. This is actually happening in very personal ways for me. There are very important people in my life who I really wanna argue with and tell them they're wrong. 
I want to show them the light and convince them to believe what I believe. Yeah, this is happening in me, in my personal life. And it's happening on the news, right? It's like it's happening on a huge level. And I have been stuck in seeing only the clay coverings in one another. And I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of us are stuck in only seeing the clay coverings. And I think it's really easy to sling mud at one another too with our self-righteousness. You know, I think things like, how could you think that way? Why can't you see this? Why can't you see how that's harming me or someone I love? So take a deep breath. These are thoughts that are happening in my mind. Even though my life is dedicated to knowing spiritual truths, teaching them, living them, embodying them, these are the thoughts that are happening in me. So how do we shift? How do we shift from arguing over whose clay covering is the right one or to seeing the gold of our true nature underneath? And Ernest Holmes writes in The Science of Mind on page 160, it is only when we let go of all human will and recognize the pure essence of the spiritual principle incarnated in us, that thought rises above a belief in duality. So this passage is calling us to do three things. So first, it is only when we let go of all human will. That's the, this is the call to stop trying to convince or control people. This one's kind of hard for me, <laughs> but I'm just going to lean into it because it is not my personal power or insistence that is going to make someone or something change. It is not my personal power that is going to change things. So that first call is to stop trying to control or convince. That doesn't mean you have to give up your beliefs or that you have to no longer stand for what you believe in. But there's a difference between being the voice of truth and trying to control or convince people. So the first one is to let go. The second calling in this passage is to recognize the pure essence of the spiritual principle incarnated in us. This is the call to acknowledge, accept, and know that the basic, real, and invariable nature of God, of spirit, lives in all creation, even those I disagree with. So this is about the willingness 
to recognize that even though I can't see the gold in some people right now, that I, as my human limited self, gets caught up in the clay coverings of categorizing what's right and wrong, that underneath that gold exists, even though I can't see it. And it exists in me as well. You know, sometimes I get so caught up in trying to prove other people wrong or myself right because I can't see my own gold, because I don't believe in the gold in me. So this calling is to recognize that you, you, you are the gold of spirit incarnated in this life, in this body, in who you are. So deep breath. The third calling from this passage is that thought rises above a belief in duality. So this is the call to ascend to a higher consciousness, to look above. That is what looking above means. It means to allow yourself to ascend to a higher consciousness, to move from duality to unity. And duality is a belief in more than one power back of all things. Whereas unity is to recognize the oneness of God and all humanity. Ernest Holmes said, the enlightened in every age have taught that back of all things, there is one unseen cause. Now, humans having free will can make destructive choices and we can make constructive choices. But that doesn't mean there are two different powers. There is simply one power and you and I choose how to harness that power. So while each one of us has our own version of a clay covering, the gold of our true nature is eternal, infinite, and the truth of who and what we really are. And this is important to see in yourself and others. And you can mold the clay covering as much as you want, trying to minimize your bad self and maximize your good self, but staying trapped in the illusion of duality will keep us all arguing and not moving forward. So how do we move forward? How do we live from the gold of our own being and see the gold in ourselves and each other? So Tara Brock, back to Radical Compassion, provides us with three questions we can ask ourselves to help us see and mirror the gold within. You know, a mirror reflects what is there. And we have the opportunity to reflect the gold in each other. So the first question is, what does this person care about? Let me find my quote here. Tara Brock says, oh, I'm on the 
Oh no, here we are. <laughs> okay. What does this person care about? You can clearly see a person's goodness when they are doing what they love. This is when you can sense what most matters to them, what brings them fully alive. Reminding them of this goodness can help someone undo a lifetime of self-aversion or alienation. So if you're caught in judging someone about their clay covering, you can ask yourself, what does this person care about most deeply? What does this person care about most deeply? Now, I want to also point out that mirroring someone's goodness is not about rewarding desired behavior because it's not about controlling behavior at all. This is about seeing the qualities of spirit come alive in yourself and each other. And so now I ask you, what do you care deeply about? Take some time this week to journal your answer. And if you're having difficulties in relationships with, with someone you care about but are struggling with, also consider what does this person care deeply about? See if it helps kind of shift your mindset or your focus away from the clay coverings revealing that gold beneath. So the second question Tara Brock gives us is, am I looking with fresh eyes? Am I looking with fresh eyes? And she writes, often we deprive those closest to us of our mirroring because we see them through the eyes of habit. In order to get past familiarity, we need to train ourselves to see afresh, to become genuinely curious, to become genuinely curious. In other words, we're so accustomed to the clay covering that we refuse to open our minds to their fuel, to their full humanity and divinity. It's super easy to get stuck in fear, but fear constricts the expression of our basic goodness. So it's important to remember if someone is not able to express their basic goodness because it's probably because they're stuck in a lot of fear. Fear constricts it. So are you willing to look at yourself and others with fresh eyes. I remember when my daughter was in middle school, I was going through a huge transformation, personally, a personal spiritual awakening and transformation. And <laughs> that's hard enough, right? Having a spiritual awakening kind of shakes up your life and kind of changes everything. And this is what was happening for me while I was parenting my middle schooler, right? And and <laughs> she was having a spiritual awakening of her own just being in middle school, right? And I remember that one of the things I used to do 
before this spiritual awakening and before I really put in a lot of time to heal old limiting patterns within myself was I used to yell at her. I used to yell at my daughter. And I really, I hated that about myself. I hated yelling at her, but things would happen and I would just lose it, right? And I would just get stuck in that clay covering, trying to control her behavior from my behavior, right? And, and oh, it's just, it never worked. And I knew that, I know, I knew that yelling at her, yelling at this middle school schooler, it, like it didn't work. And yet there were so often, I just couldn't stop myself. But then I started doing this work and I was really, I was like going to therapy and working with a life coach and finding God and like literally, my full-time job was just healing myself. And I was really consciously working on this behavior of my own to not yell at her. And I remember there was this one time and we were having an argument and they could get really heated. And, and she said something like, well, you're always yelling at me. And I just said, and I'm not yelling at you right now. I'm not yelling at you. And she was so stuck in this perception of me as a mom who yelled because I had yelled for many years, right? And she was kind of like taken aback. She was like, oh, you aren't yelling at me right now. No, I'm not. She couldn't actually see though that I wasn't yelling at her until she was willing to look at me with new eyes willing to see, oh, my mom's actually showing up differently. And boy, as a parent, that was so important for me to also believe that she could show up differently. To remember that underneath all of that angst was her golden statue. So are you willing to look at yourself and others with fresh eyes? If you relax into the knowing that there is gold beneath the surface, you will begin to see it. Are you willing to look with curiosity? So the third and final question Tara Brock gives us is, what is the best way to let them know their goodness? What is the best way to let them know their goodness? And just think about how often are you thinking about what is wrong with someone? <laughs> and, and what you wish would be differently. And if they would only do X, Y, or Z that you would be happier. Well, what if you switched your focus? Instead of them changing their behavior, what if you switched your focus to seeing the gold of their true nature? What might you say? Now, I want to just recognize that this is vulnerable, that reflecting the gold in people, that it is absolutely vulnerable. You might be afraid of losing an argument or that you would have to compromise what you believe in in order to acknowledge their goodness. But it's not true. 
acknowledging someone's basic goodness does not diminish your beliefs or what you stand for. This is a both and. You can absolutely stand for integrity, for equality, for marriage equality, for reuniting parents and children. You can stand for immigrants, immigration. You can stand for the health and safety and well being of Black, Indigenous, and people of color. You can stand for all of that and still reflect someone's goodness. I mean, I'm going to have to play with this. Because even part of me doesn't believe this is possible, right? This is why I'm teaching it, because this is what I want to live into. And I know deep down that this is true. And that there is, the more I can do this and practice my own vulnerability and my own willingness and my own openness and my own strength and my own authentic voice, that that creates an opening for compassion and authenticity. Now I also want to ask you to practice self-care, practice healthy boundaries, but also practice seeing your own basic goodness, the gold of your true nature, as well as the basic goodness of others. Go ahead and test it out. Let them know of their goodness. And the more gold we're willing to see in ourselves and each other, the more clay will crack and fall off, revealing what has been there all along. We can do this individually, and we can do this collectively, even as a country. And so it is. <laughs>